0: And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Take your Bibles this morning, turn to Psalms
1: chapter 91, Psalms 91. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, if you're calling it up on your device. And... and um, you know, there does seem to be a fear in America today about this virus, and here's what I want to say to you. The promises of God are still true. God is bigger than the coronavirus, and I believe personally that the Christian is indestructible until God's finished with him. I, I, I really, I, I just, just believe that. Having said all that, I believe that we're to exercise faith in God, but we've also got to exercise wisdom, you know? not be foolish. You know, I I was uh, Brother Juno Douglas who pastors over in Sneeds sent out this morning just a, a little text and said just remember that Exodus 15 verse 26 which is a great healing scripture of the Old Testament where God reveals Himself as Jehovah Rapha the Lord our healer he says that was given, and less than a year later, as the children of Israel entered into the promised land, God said through through Moses, he says, You know what? You're gonna find some skin diseases among you, and you need to isolate people. You're gonna find some houses that have mold in them, and you're gonna need to quarantine those houses. And dear ones, all that's to say that, you know what, we need to listen to our health officials today. We need to, we need to take Use wisdom in everything, but don't give in to fear. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah? Amen. We prepare, but we don't panic. And I just want to suggest to you that every day you need to pray the promises of Psalms chapter 91 for you, for your family members, for your friends, for our church, and for this nation. Let's just work our way through here. And remember, we want to pray it in the first person. So here we go. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. See, dear ones, I come to God with this psalm often, and I'll just say, Lord, I confess to you today that I dwell in you. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Dwell and abide have to do with where you live. So what's your address? I did not not thirty four twenty two Smith Avenue. Where do you live? Do you live in the secret place of the Most High? Do you abide under the shadow of the Almighty? Do you abide in the vine? And does Christ abide in you? The question is, where are you living? Because when you live in the secret place of the Most High, when you abide under the shadow of the Almighty, you say, well, what is that, that secret place, that shadow? What's he talking about? I believe he's talking about the very Shekinah, glory, the presence of God Almighty. When you live in the presence of God, you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He didn't say, he who takes a vacation in the secret place of the most high. It doesn't say he that gets a timeshare in the secret place of the most high. It doesn't say he that goes camping in the secret place of the most high. It says he who dwells, he who lives, he who abides in the secret place of the most high. You know, Jesus told us, he says, I'm never going to leave you and I'm never going to forsake you. And he's with us through the person of the Holy Spirit. He's with us through the Comforter. Now, if you're a Christian believer, dear ones, the Holy Spirit is not only outside you, but the Holy Spirit is inside you, and your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, we're praying, saying, God, would you protect me? God, would you, would you keep us safe? God, would you help me not to walk in fear, but to walk in faith? As you're praying, are you, are you praying to a God? or you envision yourself praying to a God that's way off? 1 John 4.4 4 says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Huh. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. Let me read this to you. It says, the Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Dear ones, I want you to know that the greater one who lives inside you is inside you rejoicing today, quieting you with his love. He is singing inside you today. He's not just up in heaven singing and rejoicing. He is inside you singing and rejoicing. The problem is sometimes our emotions get in the tank. Sometimes we've been listening to so much of the news and we've been hearing so many fear-filled reports about this, that, and the other. And we're so preoccupied with this issue and that issue is that we forget the greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And the greater one inside you is doing just really good today. Amen? Amen? Look at this again. The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. So I say, Lord God, I thank you that I'm abiding in the secret place of the Most High. And God is rejoicing over me today. God's walking up and down on the inside of me today. He's rejoicing over me with singing and with gladness. I thank you, Lord, because the the Lord of glory is inside of me and he's mighty to save and he's mighty to deliver and he's mighty to heal and he's mighty to, to, to meet my need. He's mighty to show himself faithful in my life. Come on now. He's mighty to part the waters of the Red Sea when you come up against them. He's mighty to provide the manna and the quail when you need them. He's mighty to multiply the loaves and the fishes. He didn't bring you this far to let you go now. Hallelujah. Faithful is he that has called you who will also bring it to pass. Last night Mrs. Marcia Headley who is the wife of Bruce Headley, Bruce works with Convoy of Hope. She texted Kathy, and she sent Kathy a little story about Psalms 91. I'd never seen it before. It says, Psalms 91 is called the Soldier's Psalm. We're told that in World War I, the soldiers of the 91st Brigade recited the 91st Psalm daily. Okay? World War I. Soldiers of the 91st Brigade, I think it's fitting that they recited the 91st Psalm daily. This brigade engaged in three of the war's bloodiest battles. Other units suffered up to 90% casualties, but the 91st Brigade did not suffer a single combat related death. God is willing. And able to keep his words of covenant promise. Plead God's shield daily in these evil times. We confidently claim his rest, refuge, safety, covering, faithfulness, freedom from fear, deliverance and protection. Memorize it, meditate on it, and pray it aloud with your family. And walk in faith and wisdom in these days. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Look at verse 2. We need to pray this in the first person. He says, I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, what are you saying about the Lord your God in these days? Are you saying, Lord, I, I've gone through some hard times that I don't understand? Are you saying, God, if you were a good God, I wouldn't be suffering like this? What, what are you saying? Let's, see, out of the bonus of the heart, the mouth speaks. Are you saying, Lord, I, I just... I'm just in a difficult spot. What are you saying of the Lord? Dear ones, everybody look at me. We all go through times that we don't understand. We all go through things that we don't understand. Sometimes it seems like the old devil is just kicking us in the head and is having a heyday. But I want to remind you that the devil is a defeated foe at Calvary Jesus proclaimed it is finished And Colossians chapter 2 tells us that Jesus took captivity captive and he gave gifts to men in other words the devil is a defeated foe one day he'll be annihilated and thrown into a lake of fire he's not yet been annihilated so now he works by bluff and lies and deceit that's what his name means deceiver lucifer meant light bearer But Satan and devil means deceiver. And he is a deceiver. And we will go through difficult times. I've gone through difficult times. And I thought, God, I wouldn't let you go through this if I was the Lord and you were on earth. This just seems too hard, Lord. But here's the deal. I realize that my life on this earth is on the job training For reigning for eternity. Because if the Lord wanted to, he could just go ahead and take the devil and all his demons and throw them in the lake of fire right now. But right now they're serving his purpose because they're providing resistance for you and me. When you go to the gym and work out, what are you doing? You're getting some resistance, right? Some of you pay good money to buy resistance. Every month you're paying good money to get that workout. And spiritual warfare provides us resistance. But Paul had insight into this thing because he says says, we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. He was looking at us positionally now and he was looking to eternity. Because guys, right now we are the body of Christ. When we get to heaven, we're gonna be part of the bride of Christ and the bride is seated with the Lord Jesus Christ Remember, God told Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. I think the same God that created Eve for Adam is creating a bride for his son, and we are going to be seated with him in heavenly places. Paul says, one day we're going to judge the world. One day we're going to judge angels. It's not because there's something special about you and me, but it's because we're recipients of his grace and we're covered by his blood and we've made entrance into heaven, hallelujah, because of his love and because of his grace and because of his goodness. Dear ones, I don't care how bad it gets and how dark the night may be. I want to encourage you to count God faithful. I think so many times I think about Paul shipwrecked on the island of Malta. If anybody could have had a pity party, if anybody could have made himself a victim, if anybody could have said, yeah, but look what they've done to me, it was Paul. But the Apostle Paul, instead of sitting there feeling sorry for himself, the Bible says he began to pick up sticks and put them on the flame. He was doing what he could. And you'll remember the story. He picked up a stick and there was a viper, a snake, a poisonous snake behind that stick. And the, and the snake bit his hand and literally clung to him. And all the natives looked at Paul and they said, oh, he was an evil man. He's going to die now. Paul just went over to that fire and he shook that stake off. Dear ones, when the old devil bites you, just go shake him off. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. David said here in the Psalms, he says, I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress. He's my God. In Him I will trust you. Need to say this for yourself and for your family and for your children. See, life and death are in the power of your tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. I will say, Of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him I will trust. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. We just need to say, Lord God, I thank you that you're delivering me. I am rescued from every trap of the devil. I am protected from every every deadly disease in Jesus' mighty name. I am not afraid of attack. Verse 4, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. (laughs) Lord, I thank you today that you're delivering me from intense, overpowering fear. God, I thank you that you are my deliverer in Jesus' name. And dear ones, even if you have the symptoms of fear, Even if you break out in hives. Even if you've got cold sweat running down your back. Dear ones, you just go forward in faith anyway. Courage is not the absence of apprehension. But courage is going forward even when there's apprehension. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 6 nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You just need to say, I'm not going to be afraid in the morning. I'm not going to be afraid at noon. I'm not going to be afraid at night. God is at work in my life to willing to do of his good pleasure. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. The old devil will, will whisper to you and say, you know what? You're a failure. Nothing's going to work. But the devil is a liar. I'll tell you, if there's anything I've heard the old devil say over the years consistently, in my 35 years of ministry, the old devil will whisper and say, you know, you're a failure. You, know, you might as well quit. You might as well throw in the towel. Well, he's a liar, and the truth is not in him. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. It will not come nigh unto you. And sometimes the old devil will say, well, it may not come to it, nigh to you, but your, your family is going to suffer. Your children are going to suffer. Your grandchildren are going to suffer. Your spouse is going to suffer. The devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. It shall not come nigh unto me. Verse 8, I love this. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward Of the wicked, because you made the Lord who's my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Now, watch this, verse 10. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. We just need to say, Lord, I thank you that no evil is befalling me. No evil is befalling my wife and my children and my kids and my church and my fellow church members. No evil is going to befall the members of the body of Christ at Evangel and in Tallahassee, Florida and surrounding areas. No evil is going to befall the United States of America in Jesus' mighty name. For he shall give, now watch this, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Folks, angels according to Hebrews chapter 1 are ministering spirits for those of us that are heirs of salvation. Pastor Scott just told me we've got just just under 160 people in our facility today. So we're well within, we're well within uh, the guidelines put out by the government. But I think there's more than 160 angels here today. I, I just think that you've got not one, but you probably have two guardian angels. And I believe they came here with you today. And the Bible says they'll bear us up lest we dash our foot against a stone. I'm going to ask uh, Scott and Zach to to help me and I believe we've got one more person that's good let's uh, let's just kind of put this back here and uh, there we go let's put the bucket a little closer brother Scott I just want to suggest to you that there are angels that are ministering to us when we don't have any idea that they're anywhere around. Hey Mr. Toussaint, how are you doing? You're getting so big. How old are you now? Sixteen. Sixteen. Well, wow, I remember when you were like this. you have just grown up. Okay, Scott, you and Zach be the be the guardian angels. Wait just a second. You Get on both sides of him. Everywhere everywhere he goes, just walk with him around the platform. Everywhere he goes, come on, put your arms through his arms. Come on. They're just helping. He doesn't even know they're with him. I think this is the way it is. We go through life. We don't even know our angels are looking, watching out for us. Okay, guys, come, come on down here. And then take him back this way. And let's just pretend that this is a stone right here. They shall guard thee in all thy ways, lest you dash your foot against a stone. What are you gonna do, angels? (laughs) Amen. You know, Bishop Jesse Winley, Bishop Jesse Winley tells a story. He said he was preaching the gospel. Thank you, Scott, thank you, guys. He was preaching the gospel on the streets of New York City and he said as he preached he had a crowd of people and then he noticed they thinned out until there was just three young men left and he noticed those three young men all pulled out knives, and they, they were headed towards him so he backed up he said he didn't stop preaching but he just backed up until they had his, his, his back against a wall and they said quit preaching that gospel you're putting people in bondage talking about Jesus and Bishop Winley said he didn't know what to do except to call on the name of Jesus. And he said at the top of his lungs, mind you, there's three guys coming at him, pretty close contact. They're not keeping a social distance, okay? (laughs) They've got knives drawn. They're cursing him. He says, Jesus! 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 He said after three times, he opened his eyes and he noticed those guys were running away. He didn't know what caused him to run away. Two months later, one of those guys came to church and he gave his heart to the Lord. And Bishop Winley said, said, I asked him, what was going on? He says, the third time that you called on the name of Jesus, he said, this big dude about 12 foot tall, I don't know where he came from, but suddenly he, was, he was, had shining clothes and shiny skin and he had a big sword drawn and he was coming right at us. I'm just telling you, angels are real, okay? And we can pray, verses 11 and 12. Lord God, I thank you that you're giving your angels charge over me and over my family, over my loved ones, over my church, to keep us in all our ways. In their hands they shall bear us up, lest we dash our foot against a stone. Verse 13, you shall tread upon the lions and the cobra. That's just metaphors for demon spirits. You shall trample. Upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. Well, Romans 16, verse 20 says, the very God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. Not under the preacher's feet, but under your feet shortly. God wants to use your feet Jesus told the disciples in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. But you've got to receive that authority. And dear ones, I'm just saying, we just need to pray and say, Lord, I receive the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm me. You know what that means? If you're around somebody who has a coughing fit, if you're around somebody who keeps clearing their throat, you don't get afraid. Now, you don't have to go hug their neck either. Okay? But you're not going to get afraid. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because, in fact, note what happens in verses 14, 15, and 16. It now goes into God speaking in the first person. Look at the seven I wills of God here. Verse 14. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Dear ones, we just need to shout, God, you are delivering me. You have delivered me and you will deliver me. You have delivered my family. You will deliver my family. We are delivered in Jesus' name. I will set him on high. We just need to say, Lord, I thank you. You're taking me out of the gutter and you're putting me on top. You made me the head and not the tail. You made me above and not beneath. I will set him on high because he's known my name. Verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. Lord, I thank you that I get answers to prayer. So why didn't God answer every prayer I pray, Pastor? Pastor? well he says if we ask according to his will he says if you abide me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will sometimes we pray amiss you know it's like Billy Graham's wife Ruth Bell Graham said if God answered all her prayers she would have married five men before she met Billy see God knows what's best for us but we just need to say Lord I thank you that you are answering my prayers I thank you that you're faithful and I thank you that your word won't return to you void. I will be with him in trouble. That's a great thing to pray. Lord, I thank you that you're with me in trouble. So many times we want to pray, God, get me out of this trouble. God, deliver me from this trouble. It's like we we're talking about it on Wednesday night in the pastor's class. A lot of us, we won't exercise faith But we want to exercise faith today so we don't have to exercise faith tomorrow. We want to exercise enough faith so we never have to exercise faith again. That's not the way it is. As long as you're on this earth, until Jesus comes back, dear ones, there's going to be some level of opposition because there is this spiritual warfare. Now, God, why does God allow that? It's because as you get stronger and stronger in the Lord, that's something you're going to take with you for all eternity. See, one day you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I'm going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That's not to figure out whether or not we get into heaven. That's called the great white throne judgment. That's where sinners and unbelievers are. The judgment seat of Christ is for believers, and it's a judgment of rewards. Dear ones, some people don't have enough anointing in their life to blow their nose. And some people are strong in the Lord and the power of his might, but they stay inside all the time. They're just hermits. Dear ones, you you might have world-shaking anointing, but if you don't get out and make a difference in other people's lives, it's not gonna make any difference. You may have the best prayer life in the world, but sometimes we gotta put legs on our prayers and go out and make a difference. Easter's coming up. We don't know what the government's going to tell us about worship service at Easter time. But until we're told we can't have Easter, I'm asking every single one of you to pray and find three people, a minimum of three people that you can invite on Easter Sunday morning. I believe the percentage of Zach, isn't it right, that over 70 percent Over 70% of the people that you invite on Christmas and Easter will say yes and will come to church. That's not true on other days and other, other seasons, but it is true Christmas and Easter. Over 70%. So pray now, start praying, Lord God, who can I invite? Who would be good soil? Lord God, there's some people that, you know, Paul says sometimes we're planting seeds, sometimes we're watering seed, and sometimes we get to harvest it. And we don't ever know when we minister, what, exactly where we are in that cycle. But other people may have planted and other people may have, have prayed and, and watered. And, and God just is looking for some people to be harvested, to come to faith in Him. So start praying, Lord God, who can I invite? My family, my friends, my loved ones, my neighbors, my co-workers, the people I know at the, at the, at the, at the gym, the people I, I, I meet out in public. Lord, who can I invite? And let's be bold to invite Amen? And if the, if the government is still saying that they don't want gatherings of more than 250, then we'll just have a whole bunch of services on Easter Sunday morning, okay? We're going to make this thing work. But let's be bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You have an anointing in your life. And it's not just for you. It's not just for, 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 for our well-being. It's for others. Whew. Tell that whenever real big. He shall call upon me, verse 15, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Are you going through troubles? Then rejoice, God is with you. Say, Lord, I thank you that you're with me in this trouble. God, you're with me in this thing I don't understand. God, you're with me in this heartache. God, you're with me in this thing that keeps breaking my heart. Lord, I thank you that you're faithful, and I thank you that you're true, and I thank you that you're just, and you're going to make a way where there doesn't appear to be a way. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and I will honor him. God, I thank you that you are a delivering God. With long life, I will satisfy him. We need to tell that to our children today. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 If you're watching by Facebook Live, just stay with us for a few minutes. Don't don't, don't, don't touch the dial. Don't go to another website. Just stay right here with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just ask with every head bowed every eye closed nobody moving right now if you're watching on Facebook live if you're listening to the podcast just bow your head with us right now in Jesus name let me ask you if you were to die tonight do you have the assurance in your own heart that you would wake up in heaven if you were to die tonight do you have the assurance in your own heart that you would wake up in heaven the Bible says is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God the Bible says there's none righteous no not one but the Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved you say well pastor I I, I've called on the name of the Lord I've known him but I've not been serving him maybe you went through some difficult times maybe maybe you lost a job maybe you've been through a divorce maybe you've lost your health Maybe you've just made some foolish decisions. Maybe you've lost your finances. Maybe you've had to go bankrupt. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've had to bury a child. All of that sometimes causes us to back up out of fellowship with the Lord. But today I want you to know that you can know that you know that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can know that you know that Jesus Christ is your King and your Lord. With every head bowed, every eye closed. Again, keep your eyes closed. You're watching us on Facebook Live, listening to this podcast, watching the rebroadcast of this program on Fox. Just bow your heads right now. If you say, Terrell, I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life, and I want Jesus to be my king. I want him to be my Lord and my master. Just lift up your hand and leave it up until I see it. All over this house. All over this house. At home. At home. You can, you, can, you can text us and tell us. You can communicate by email and tell us. Yes, you can put your hand down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Put your hand down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else in the stillness of this moment? Hallelujah. Pastor Zach's going to come and he's going to stand right here in front of this speaker. If you raised your hand, let me encourage you to come right now and pray with Pastor Zach. And then I'm going to lead us all in a prayer. I'm going to lead everybody watching on Facebook in a prayer. I'm going to lead those that are watching by tape delay and those that are listening to the podcast in a prayer too. If you raised your hand, come on and be bold. Everybody that Jesus called, he called publicly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand for this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In support of these that have raised their hands, let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Lord God, today I put my faith in the shed blood of Christ as the full payment for all of my sin. I give myself to you without reservation, without holding back. I make Jesus Christ my King and Lord. I repent of sin. I repent of rebelling against you and I receive your love, your mercy, and your forgiveness in Jesus' mighty name. Again, Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Again, stay with us. Don't don't, don't leave us. Just stay dialed into this channel or Facebook Live, whatever you're on. Yesterday, I walked into McDonald's. I was buying a milkshake for my dad by faith because dad's in a rehab and consulate rehab and Thursday night I showed up to visit with my dad and the governor had ordered all the rehabs and all the nursing homes to be locked down and I couldn't see him couldn't see him on Friday and by faith I said I'm gonna buy this milkshake and I'm gonna find somebody that'll open the door and take this milkshake to him so I'd gone into McDonald's to get it I walked in and I heard a lady yelling at the top of her lungs at one of the managers of the restaurant saying I'm gonna throw this food in your face And I looked over there and I'm thinking, well, I'll just mind my own business. But then I heard a scripture. I heard that scripture that says, blessed are the peacemakers. Not the peacekeepers, the peacemakers. So I said, okay, Jesus, help me. I walked over there and she is, I mean, she is telling that manager off and he's getting frustrated and he's already refunded her money. She found a hair she said in her food so he refunded her money but then she still wanted her food and you know by law when that happens you got to discard that food you got to throw it away well she wasn't about to. she says i'm gonna throw it in your face i'm not gonna give it to you and i looked at her and i said in jesus name help me lord ma'am would you please let me have the food she looked at me startled and she said okay so i took it and i threw it away then i walked back up to her i said ma'am I'll buy you anything in this store that you want. She says, I wouldn't need anything else here. But thank you for being a peacemaker. Now folks, it's not, it's not that, it's not that I, I, I try to stick my nose in those kind of situations. But I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. But I spoke that mighty name of Jesus. That mighty name of Jesus. As you're praying today and tomorrow and this week and as we're continuing to hear about this 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 pandemic speak the name of jesus speak the name of jesus there's power and there's authority there's victory in the name of Jesus christ of nazareth amen, amen. hallelujah
0: We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 1030 and Wednesday evenings at seven. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.